How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Alrighty, folks. We are back. Although we have not been a part of our regular everyday overnight jam, of course, we were still going to have our usual suspects available at your services so that way if you want to check out the John Jastrzemski JJ After Dark page on WFAN.com you can hear all the usual stuff that you should be hearing each and every day and it's not going to be in the four o'clock hour on Friday morning but he's here nonetheless our good pal from fantasypros.com Jason Katz hello Jason how are you Feeling great, recording this before the Thursday night game, so that's a little different. It definitely throws a little wrinkle into the equation and whatnot, and, you know, it maybe puts you on the spot a little sooner, but, hey, sometimes you got to turn the sours to lemonade, or sours to lemons into lemonade. Let's make sure we get that expression and that old cliche, right? Let's get right to it, Jason, because I've been in a heated debate with my co-host over the week, Bart Scott, when it comes to NFL MVP. Now, fantasy is going to be a little bit different. And I know you're going to make the argument that Christian McCaffrey has been this year's fantasy MVP, and I could totally understand why. Are we looking at the same sort of candidates, fantasy MVP, regular season MVP? You're talking about Jackson. You're talking about Wilson. You're talking about C-Mac. I don't think Christian McCaffrey belongs anywhere remotely close to the MVP conversation. Stay with me. Running backs don't matter. If Christian McCaffrey went out, as good as he is, the Panthers would maybe win one fewer game or something like that. If you take Lamar Jackson off the Ravens, you take Russell Wilson off Seattle, and those teams are winning, what, three, four games? For me, it's Russell Wilson is one, Lamar Jackson is a very close second, and I've got Dak Prescott third. I love you, Jason. I knew you were going to have my back on that one because I was arguing for Russell Wilson. Bart was making the argument for Lamar Jackson. Look, we know this from a fantasy standpoint. If you ended up with Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson on your fantasy team this year, odds are you're having a good amount of success. However, there were a lot of us who did not end up drafting Lamar Jackson. They did not end up drafting Russell Wilson. So when it comes to that late season fantasy quarterback pickup, that could be a difference maker for you. Who do you have your eye on? If you're looking ahead to the playoffs, you're in a situation where you're pretty confident you're going to get in, and you need a quarterback. You've been streaming, but you're in a situation where you can just stash someone for the future. I've got a few names for you that you might want to look at. First, I'm going with this year. It's got to be the biggest bust so far at quarterback. Baker Mayfield was taken as, in some, some places as high as a third or fourth quarterback off the board and just hasn't produced, has not been a QB1 or even close to it all season. The Browns have also faced one of the most difficult schedules of pass defenses, and this is really starting to open up. The the, uh, playoff schedule for Baker Mayfield, the Bengals, the Cardinals, and the Ravens. Ravens are improving on defense, but hey, if you get to Week 16, don't worry about that. The Bengals and Cardinals in the two most important weeks of the fantasy playoff, Baker Mayfield could be uh, the, the key that you need to put you over the top in the playoff. 
What are some of the other guys at other positions that you have your eye on that could be big keys to a potential championship? Who else would fit that category, Jason? Not necessarily from a quarterback standpoint, but other positions, whether it's running back, wide receiver, defense, that could be valuable for you down the stretch. The, the problem at running back and receiver in advance this year is there just aren't guys you can pick up and stash because everyone that's relevant is owned. The best you can do right now if you're looking to prepare for the playoff is you want to stash running backs, particularly running backs. Receivers don't have this type of uh, uh, replaceability in terms of they can just jump in for a starter and produce. You want running backs that are, uh, are handcuffed for guys that you know are getting significant workloads. You want the guys like, well, I would say, Reggie Bonifant before, but now maybe Mike Davis. Now it's a little trickier, but somebody like maybe Rashad Penny. I know this guy's completely useless in fantasy, but if Chris Carson gets hurt, you've got yourself a potential RB2. Alexander Madison backing up Dalvin Cook. You want those type of guys. Find someone who is a backup who is you're pretty confident will take at least 70 to 80% of the starter's work should the starter go down. That's what you're looking for just as someone to put on your bench because you don't need those pick up and, and replace guys right now if you're looking at the playoffs. You can find them if someone gets hurt and you need to pick them up. That's not a big deal. You want the guys that can make a difference. This player was a guy that I think we both would have agreed would be a terrible start a couple weeks ago. Kyler Murray, when he was at home, taking on the San Francisco 49ers, but all of a sudden Kyler Murray came to life in the fourth quarter, and if you looked up, he had 20-plus fantasy points. I think a lot of teams, Jason, are going to have him as the number one quarterback on their team. It's a brutal matchup. It's a brutal spot at the Niners this Sunday. Would you think about other options if Kyler Murray's your quarterback? It's very interesting because I obviously have Kyler Murray in a lot of places. And I've been looking around at various different ranking services to see what people think of Kyler this week. And it's just all over the place. I've seen him as high as the QB6. I've seen him as low as QB17. So people aren't really sure because we know what we saw two weeks ago. But we also know what we saw last week. And it's hard to get that recency bias out. I think that San Francisco, coming off a loss, is just going to smack the Cardinals. And I'm just I'm down on Kyler this week. I still love him. I think... Long-term, 2020, 2021, he's going to be a Lamar Jackson type every week set it and forget a quarterback regardless of matchup. He's not there yet. The, the surrounding talent isn't there yet. And against the 49ers this week, I want to move away from Kyler if I can. That doesn't mean I'm going to start somebody like, uh, like Mason Rudolph tonight or I'm going to the depths of like Brandon Allen or even Nick Foles coming off an injury. But if you can pick up somebody like, uh, I don't want to spoil the, uh, the streamers of the week, but if you can pick up somebody with a good matchup, you might be better off starting him over Kyler. Jason Katz, check him out. Fantasypros.com. Okay, Jason, before we get to the start-sit portion of, believe it or not, week 11, what situation do you have your eye on that could really be something that skyrockets from a fantasy perspective in the positive skyrockets in a negative, whether it's schedule. I know you hit on Baker Mayfield. Whether it's an offense, maybe finding their footing, having a bunch of guys, let's say, on a certain team. Like, have you noticed anything in that regard that has caught your eye in any way? There are a couple things. Uh, Obviously, as we already discussed, the Browns in general, that schedule is opening up, and Browns assets that have disappointed over the first half of the season should turn around or have a chance to in the second half and actually produce to a level that you more expected. Uh, on the other side of that, 
a Patriots schedule does take a bit of a turn. They have had one of the easiest schedules in the history of the NFL to start the season. But coming up, the Eagles this week, that's a situation where you're looking at a, a terrible pass defense and a great run defense. And Bill Belichick knows how to plan for that, so he's going to focus on the pass uh, this week. So you want to start your Patriots passing game members. As for the rest of the schedule, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills coming up. That's, uh, that's a lot more difficult. Obviously, the Bengals are easy, but a lot more difficult than what they had to start the season, which could be a boon for Tom Brady, who might have to throw a little more. Uh, it might be in some more competitive games. Also, that defense that was, what, a top-10 player in fantasy probably won't be that good down the stretch. Still, still a top-12 defense for sure. You're still starting them. Don't, don't expect the 25, 30-point weeks you've been getting every single week. All right, Jason, let's get right to it. Quarterback that has caught your eye in week 11. All right, I've, uh, I almost mentioned it before. We're going down to Carolina, Kyle Allen. He has not finished as a QB1 since his first start uh, replacing Cam Newton against Arizona. And Atlanta just shut down Drew Brees last week. So why am I talking about Kyle Allen? Well, last week, I believe, was Atlanta Super Bowl. Huge spot for them. They got up forward. They wanted to beat the Saints. They did it. Time for the big letdown. They are still a terrible pass defense. They are allowing the fifth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. The Panthers cannot keep scoring all their touchdowns on the ground. Progression is going to come. I think Kyle Allen can throw you two touchdowns this week. Okay, running back. What are you looking at? Uh, same game, other side. It, it seems easy, and I know I've gone through this before, but it's, it's important to mention it. Brian Hill. The Panthers just get gassed on the ground. They allow the third most fantasy points to running backs. I believe it was them a few weeks ago they gave up the four touchdowns to Tevin Coleman. Brian Hill played about 50% of the snaps last week, and that was with Devonta Freeman active for most of the game. He could be looking at a three-down roll and will almost certainly handle the goal line work. So I really like Brian Hill this week as a, as a top 18 play. I was just thinking about this now, Jason, because running back is the topic of conversation. What is going to go on with the Miami Dolphins? We know they've been a tanking team. They've been a lot better the last couple of weeks. Mark Walton suspended for four games, and Kalen Balazs is awful. Is there somebody on that Miami roster that maybe could take that job? I don't know. I don't know if they're committed to, to trying to lose and Ryan Fitzpatrick's not letting it happen, but I truly believe that Kalen Balazs is the worst running back in the history of the NFL. I have never seen somebody so incompetent. I don't know how he's in the NFL, but he's out there. He had 24 touches last week, and he couldn't, he couldn't even muster more than, what, eight and a half fantasy points? It just doesn't matter how much work he gets. It doesn't matter the situation. He's not going to produce. Unfortunately, you're looking at, what, Patrick Laird, DeLance Turner, Miles Gaskin, what exactly are you going to expect, even if one of these guys, you search Kalen Balazs, the best you can hope for is maybe you get an RB3 or a desperation flex play. I don't see it happening. There's nobody from the Dolphins backfield that I have my eye on. Wide receiver, what's the matchup of the week? All right. Uh, another guy that uh, kind of broke out last week, Debo Samuel. Over 100 yards receiving on Monday night. The Cardinals allowed the 11th most fantasy points to wide receivers. George Kittle, definitely not playing this week. I'm pretty confident that Manny Sanders will be out as well. And Kyle Shanahan hates Dante Pettis like you've never seen any coach hate a player before. It's a Debo Samuel show. He's going to be the top target on that, on that team. And the matchup against Arizona is a great one. Jason Katz, check him out on fantasypros.com. And Jason, for anybody who didn't get a chance to submit a question today because this was just far more impromptu, we didn't get the audience involved because it's a podcast where can they find you for that late, last minute, up to the minute, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know the stupid term at this point. Fantasy advice. 
And it starts this, we call it. Uh, find That's me on right. Twitter, at Jason Katz 13. This is a very tough week in terms of start sits. I've got a lot of them uh, myself that I have to deal with and try to figure out who the best option is. So if you got those questions, send them my way. I'll do my best to help you out. Jason, looking forward to chatting with you next week in the wee hours of the night. Enjoy your football weekend and uh, take care, my friend. You too. Good luck in week 11. They have it. Jason Katz contributing to the JJ After Dark podcast page. That's what we call keeping up with the times, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Enjoy. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 